everybody. Welcome back to episode two of FYP Cast, the For Your Period podcast. We hey. hope that you enjoyed episode one. What do you guys think? It was uh it was a it was a lot. It was real. It was, a lot. It was fun. It was moving real. parts. There was a lot of realness. <laughs> there was a lot there, there was tears. There was calls. setting there the was, expectation. You know. Like life is gonna mm-hmm. happen. Life happens we're gonna keep Life the bar real happens. not low or high the bar is <laughs> just gonna be real and yeah please don't expect per- perfection from us not on this podcast are, find someone else get somebody else to do it get someone else to do it we're sick perfection, of so we are not perfectionists. Yes. perfection is like the opposite who? <laughs> yeah yeah Ooh, yeah, so we we hope you just feel the realness, feel the vibes, the vibes that we're going to be bringing to this podcast, <laughs> because we just know how much, and we we run a networking group that's a lot of fun, but we just know how much of this extra, this in the crack stuff falls at the feet intentionally and unintentionally to women. And so you're going to see that creep in, because we're not just these fancy business people. We are also mm. people in charge of raising small humans and keeping things moving and all, all of this stuff. So we hope you are here for it and we're here to support you in your version of that. So today we are going to talk about a loving tradition that we've got at the agenda period called the cycle check-in. So here is the very first tool in your toolkit around understanding the menstrual cycle, starting to work with cycles thinking. I know that is super highly charged right now in the world of perfection, but um, this is like the idea or the practice of changing and shifting different things in your life to more closely align with your menstrual cycle and all of its four different phases. Uh, so uh, the cycle check-in is just a five minute daily practice of checking in, understanding what day you are in your cycle. So we're going to have someone explain that net first day of the cycle. What does that mean? Then it's about, so understanding the day you're in, understanding your physical, mental, and emotional symptoms or experiences of that day. And then kind of the third step that you will eventually get to is then how do we calibrate and adapt based on what we are going through on that day. So Anna, do you want to first kind of hit us with what is the day of how do you learn what day you're on in your cycle? How many days is a menstrual cycle? What do we even mean when we say menstrual cycle? If you just take everyone through that, that would be yeah, fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. I grew up calling my period, my cycle. And so proper terminology is so important here. Your period is one phase of your cycle and your cycle has phases, four phases. And you begin counting your cycle on day one, which is the day of your first like full real bleed. That's day one. And you're going to count all the way until you bleed again. And typically um, cycles range between like 26 to 32 days. Um, They can go way longer. If they're shorter, you know, we've got a conversation there. My cycle is about 29 days. She just kind of prances in and prances back out. I am day 17. Are we jumping into cycle check-in? Did I kind of jump ahead? (laughs) I'm day 17. I just finished finished ovulating and y'all, it hit me. I don't know if it was the 1010 portal the other day or, you know, whatever, but everything my husband did, like I wanted to climb him like a tree. Like he was like baggaging up the trash or what he's got a dry erase board in the garage and he was erasing it. I like saw every muscle in his back and I was like, I have to stay away from this man. We are not trying to have another baby. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily he came down with a head cold, which is a flu to a man. So He's out of commission, but I am now (laughs) entering the luteal phase. Um, 
And what that meant for me today was I was expecting to still add weights to my morning workout. Um, I get in, in my little morning power hour, I add um, some physical movement. And I know I'm still good at lifting heavy during the first part of my luteal phase, but I'm preparing for the second part of my luteal phase with outsourcing. I'm looking to see what is on my agenda and who I can kind of outsource that to. So grandma's coming the second part of my luteal phase. I'm traveling, so that's gonna be good. So yeah, my cycle check-in kind of informs how I'm gonna handle the day and then the upcoming days. I love that. That's freaking awesome. And I love the ovulation check-in. That's so funny and so Girl. so relatable. So relatable because your body is <laughs> just like, much. let's make a baby. <laughs> <laughs> there awesome. was a lot of bow chicka wow wow in my head. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Sarah, do you want to go over, I know you've worked a ton with clients. Do you want to go over what are the different components that you actually encourage people? Like what are all the different kind of big buckets in life that you encourage people to check in with as they're learning their cycle? Yeah. So I am a fertility awareness educator in addition to a menstrual health coach. And what that means is that I really, really, really encourage people with a period to pay attention to the changes that occur each day of your cycle. So when you're taking your five minutes to check in with yourself, you're going to ask yourself, well, what is maybe the overall emotion I'm feeling today? What is my energy level? Are there any physical symptoms that I'm just experiencing? Because we aren't taught that a lot of those things might have something to do with our menstrual cycle, but we should be because your health, your body, all of these systems that run us, none of them happen in a vacuum. They're all, all interconnected. And the hormones that run our menstrual cycle do other things in our body. So it's important to keep track of all of these kind of outside things that we might be experiencing, um, as well as any, you know, physical internal symptoms symptoms that you might be experiencing. So that's kind of like level one is just checking in with yourself every day and seeing if you feel something different today than you did yesterday, because those changes over time are going to start to form a pattern. And it's something that something like one of us or even yourself, you're going to be able to start to notice if you write it down, if you just keep track of it. And then kind of the second level is paying attention to your signs of fertility or your biomarkers or body signs, because your body's actually trying to talk to you throughout your menstrual cycle. So during your period, you're looking at your actual menstrual flow. It's a good idea to try and keep track of both the quantity and the quality of the flow, because your period is actually a report card for all of the hormonal activity that happened leading up to it. And then as your cycle continues, you know, you're checking in on day 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Those are the days that you might start to notice uh, that feeling in your undergarments where there might be some cervical fluid happening. All of a sudden, it might feel very slippery when you go to the bathroom and you go to wipe. That is cervical mucus that's being produced because you're around ovulation, the bow chicka wow wow time. It's just your body talking to you. It's not a bad thing. It's not gross. 
it's a good thing. It's your body talking to you. It's just a sign that things are working the way you were designed to work. But you can keep track of that. So when you notice that all of a sudden it feels like a slip and slide down there, you should take note of that. Because that's what it feels like. If it, like, it, <laughs> you go, hashtag wow, slip and slide. What the hell? Yeah, write it down. Yeah, write it down. Write down slip and slide. There's one app that I've seen. I'm pretty sure it's German in its creation, but the little symbols that the they clue use. App? No, this is the Fem app. The little symbols that they use. Let's see, dry, if you experience dryness down there, it's a cactus. The slippery, the very fluid, it's literally somebody slipping on a wet floor. <laughs> and I think Obsessed. like when it's like it. when you're not quite sure, when it's like a little tacky or it's questionable, it's a glue bottle. It's a glue bottle. And I'm like, this oh. is brilliant. Like, I love a little cute. It's so relatable. You said slip to... and slide and I was yes. like, yes, yes. yes. But then what usually happens is you have that little period where it is more slippery down there. We are having visible cervical mucus. And those are all signs that you're around ovulation. You can get really technical with it and actually use that information to learn. Like you can actually pinpoint when you're fertile and when you're not, but that's a conversation for another day. But then eventually things will more or less dry up again. And that's basically your luteal phase. And that's usually what happens until yeah. your next period. So that's how you kind of break it up. Your menstrual phase, the follicular phase is kind of that in-between. The ovulation is around when you're ovulating. And then the luteal phase is the second half, you know, outside of that. And that's, I guess that, that answers the question, right? That's like a general overview. Probably more than I was supposed to say, but I can't help myself. No, it's perfect. No. And so how, are you, how are you checking in? About that. How yeah. am I checking in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I pulled up pulled up my handy dandy fam chart so I could tell you. I'm on day 13 and it was a slip and slide oh. this morning. I am I am around ovulation, Team but I am annoyed. I am annoyed because I got a cold. So like I don't feel mm. as good as I should feel around ovulation because mm. my body is like uh the temperature where you live won't decide what it wants to do and you're I were my body's mad about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, I know I'm. I'm oh, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say you're also kind of like our resident, a little bit more introverted person, and I've heard some. So, like, cycle checking is such a personal thing because we can say kind of in generalities, like ovulation is great, or this is great, or this is mm -hmm. great. Um, but it really is going to depend on your temperament, your own personality, and like the alignment of your hormonal health. Because mm -hmm. if something is super wacky mm -hmm. down there or with your hormones, that can also make the phase feel different. Mm -hmm. So I've heard, I'm just curious because I obsessed with ovulation. How do you feel about ovulation? Because I've gotten a lot of feedback from like more introverted agenda period app users where they're like, I hate ovulation and I feel weird and like my body wants me to be social and I hate everyone. Um, how do you experience the kind of high <laughs> intensive energy when you're not sick? Do you, are you pro that feeling or are you like, nah, no, I'm, I'm quite vibes? pro. I'm quite pro that feeling. I enjoy knowing that like, this is the time where I can just like enjoy it and worry less. Yeah. Um, most of the time, there, like a lot of the times when I get in other parts of my cycle, it's actually more my anxiety talking where I was like, I don't really want to go in a crowd. Mm. I don't want to bother mm. anybody. Um, no, I'm okay with that. I'm still an introvert 
in the sense that like, if I go do something super social, I'm still going to need a nap afterwards, no matter what phase of the cycle I'm in. So I'm like, I'm what, I'm one of those, like, I'm an extroverted introvert where I'm not like, I don't necessarily like need to stay inside all the time. It's really just being cognizant of how much energy I have to offer. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I call the, I call ovulation. I think I call it, it's like, this is my, like, it's fun to get dressed phase because I feel really good in my body and all of my clothes fit right. And I can make yes. new outfits. Um, so, Girl, so yeah, that was me the other day I walked by the mirror. I was like, Oh wait, you're cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, dry erase board and, and then all of a yeah, sudden, and then all of a sudden you're in the luteal phase and you're like, what happened to her? Like, where'd she go? Yes. Where'd she go? <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, that is that. Thank you for that check-in. Thanks for talking to like those different components. So, so far we've like really kind of figured out like, how are we doing the check-in? What would you add to it? And then the kind of last place after you've been doing the check-in for a while, and Sarah alluded to it, is how do you make changes? So I would say this is really kind of the big piece, number one, what we've seen consistently with our our users and people who have like integrated with the Agenda Period app content is that it can take about three months to start to see a pattern emerge. And so you may feel like you're having an irregular cycle. You may not know how to navigate this content right now, that's normal. These are things we should have been learning in fifth grade around our first periods. And most of us did not get the information. So we've been kind of cobbling things together for our whole adult lives or even our preteen lives, never really knowing what the fuck's going on. And so it's just going to take some time for you to be able to understand it. But from a health coaching perspective, we cannot change what we don't illuminate, what we don't know is going on. If we don't, because these things are also, these events are just far enough apart that they can feel random. So for example, it used to be every time I was in the luteal phase, I was on the floor crying, convinced no one would ever hire me again, convinced that my business would fail, convinced I could never be a health coach only for two weeks later for me to onboard three new coaching clients during ovulation. And it took a while for me to see that this was a pattern because I just kept being like, I just feel like I'm, I'm losing momentum. Like I'm up and then I'm crashing and I'm up and I'm crashing. But because I wasn't taught about this, it just felt like I was doing something wrong. Not that the system was wrong or that the structure was wrong. So it just can take a while for you to see your pattern. So give yourself, I would say, a solid quarter. Give yourself 90 days to be tracking every single day. You may find out you thought your period was irregular and it's not. Uh, You just were never paying attention. (laughs) Or you may find out, oh shit, something really is wrong here. After you understand your unique pattern, because the goal for us is that every person listening becomes their own ultimate authority, because no matter what you say to a doctor or a practitioner, no one is going to know what living in your body is like except for you. So you get to be the ultimate authority. You can be the data collector and then say, hey, I need help. Like, deciphering the data. That's a one really specific thing, but you need to be the one with your hands in the pie. You need to be the cycle scientist figuring out these components. So after you've got a good baseline of days, you've been tracking for about 90 days, then you can start to say, oh, okay, like this is an issue for me. This is a problem over here. I need some support here. Then that's a great time to come back to the agenda period. And we can say like, what supplements, what what different supports, what supplies do I need to make dietary changes? Maybe I need to get more sleep during different times of the, the cycle. We can help you kind of unpack all of that after you've got the data. So really the change, the change making comes after you've collected enough data to have a good, clear picture. 
And hilariously, I am on day 24 of my cycle. And this is the day where I hate everybody. And I didn't know that until I was collecting my own data. So um, there's a day around your cycle when your cycle, if your cycle is around 28 to 29 days, and mine's right now sitting between 26 to 30, just kind of depending. I'm still in the postpartum period of my life from having mm-hmm. children. And um, there's this day around day 24 when your body recognizes that it is not pregnant. So there has been no fertilized embryo to come down and burrow its way into your uterus. And what's been going on up until that point is that progesterone and estrogen are both being maintained at a fairly high level to support a possible pregnancy. There's this day in your cycle, day 24. And I didn't know this was a phenomenon until I saw my own pattern in my own data and then Googled it. And Google's like, oh yeah, that's a fucking thing. I was like, cool. I should have learned that in health class. But your body recognizes that it's not pregnant. And so in order to shed the endometrium, lining to start your period it just like drops the ass out of all of those hormones on the same day around the same day we just like drop progesterone which helps keep you calm and drops estrogen which helps keep you happy i'm like what a fun thing for it to happen to us every single month (laughs) so that can cause irritability that can cause moodiness that can cause um like feelings of dysfunction or unease and then we tend to like kind of go into the more sensitive part of our cycle So again, I just thought I was a crazy person before I knew, before I was tracking, before I understood that this is just something your body does in order to help you feel more, be ready to shed the endometrium lining. This is the way our body has chosen to deal with reproduction. And so there's nothing wrong, but it can feel very disarming. And so for me, I've learned how to calibrate this where like, I'm only take meetings with people I really like, AKA my podcast hosts. If I don't like you very much, I'm not going to have a meeting with you because I don't want to be a dick. Um, I'm just going to like, who can I call for help? How can I meal prep? Who can I offload different responsibilities to? So Knowing that now the day is not as harsh for me. It's not as stark. It's not as startling, but this is the power of the cycle check-in before I knew this. I just kept like blowing up relationships or conversations unintentionally on this one day every month. (laughs) Um, But once I knew what was going on, then I can make different choices and we can respond differently to ourselves. So this is the power of doing the daily check-in that will lead you eventually to cycle syncing. So we hope that this content has been helpful today. I would just love to wrap up this podcast episode with what is your number one tip? So like, great, you've told me how to do it, but like, how do I actually do it in the middle of my chaotic, busy life? What's your number one tip for somebody starting and consistently doing their cycle check-in? I think you're just super intentional. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think you're super intentional. If I don't plan it, if there's not an alarm for it or something, I'm not going to remember to do it. And so when I first started, I had, as soon as my alarm would go off five minutes later, it would be take your basal body temp, or it would be track your period, track your cycle, and it would pop up. And so before I even get out of bed, I get that jotted down. So I know during my my quiet time with myself, I can actually sit and do the reflecting on it and seeing the returns from it has motivated me to keep doing it. Yeah. If that, yeah, that's a great tip. Sarah, what mm-hmm. about you? What's your number one cycle check-in tip? Um, y- y- utilize your phone. Like wh- whether or not you actually want to track all of this 
in an app or on your phone. That's not really what I need, though. I we forgot to give a plug for the agenda period app, which will help you do all of this. And it's free. <laughs> Excuse me. But what I always tell my clients and people I work with is, is just keep a note on your phone. If you notice something throughout the day, you have your phone with you. Just make a little note of it. And then whatever tool that you choose, whether it's an app, whether it's a notebook, whether it's a paper chart, whatever it is, keep it somewhere where you're going to see it at the end of the day. So that way, when you see it at the end of the day, like I would tell people, like, keep it in the bathroom, keep it next to your bed. And you can take that five minutes and write down everything that you maybe noticed throughout the day. But just start, keep it easy. Just take notes on your phone. Like everybody has their phone with them all the time, including in the bathroom. Like, don't deny it. You have your phone with you. <laughs> make a note. <laughs> the little notes will add up. Yeah. Yeah. And download the I, Agenda I Period app. <laughs> get the app. We have a cycle check-in and it's super cute. Yes. I would say my tip. For me, time of day, nighttime works better for me too. So find a time, just like when you were taking the birth control pill, you had to do it at the same time every mm -hmm, single day. Mm -hmm. Getting into that routine helps you habitualize because anything we have to remember takes brain power. So just if you get into the routine of doing it at the same exact time, so whether that's an alarm, whether that's part of your nighttime routine, whatever that is, that's definitely tip number one. And just kind of my final like wrap it all together is like, and they both alluded to this, but keep it in the same place. So whether that's a calendar, your journal, your phone, what, but it's hard to look back if you've got little sticky notes to yourself all over the place, mm -hmm. <laughs> or like sometimes I write in my journal and sometimes I'm writing it in my phone, like get, pick the method, even if it takes you a while to land on one, but then do the same thing because then you can look back at the trends. So for me, I, when I started, I had a calendar spread that was a two page spread and that's, and it was actually in a period old planner. So I could then look over the whole month and then I could flip to the next month and I could kind of compare them pretty easily because it was all in one place. So keep it all in one place, make it easy on yourself. You got this five minutes a day game changer. Uh, so we hope you all will enjoy your own cycle check-ins. Let us know in the comments, what is one thing you've learned since starting your own cycle check-in whenever you're listening to this episode. And thank you again for joining us on the FYP cast. <laughs>